1: So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC.
0: So we went 4-1 and one our last week. We finished over 500. You and I both went 12-4 and four against the spread in Week 17. For whatever reason, even though we picked the games on Wednesday where there's so much information that's not known, I seem to be killing week 17 every year. It seems so obvious, like which teams, it, I think the weird thing is that people think that the teams that are out of it aren't going to try the, the fact that like the Vikings were originally favored over the bears. Like, of course the bears are going to try. They're off for eight months. Like, of course they're going to try. Why would the Vikings have been favored? I think when the game kicked off, the bears were favored by like two, but it was just, that was just easy money or like the jets bills. Like, of course you're going to take yeah. the jets. I mean, some of these things are so obvious are the Titans Texans. Like they were so obvious. The only one that uh, I got wrong of that kind was the uh, Steelers Ravens, which Ravens yeah. backups beat them anyway. But it was just, it was easy. But for some reason, the market, I understand that like it's, it's kind of like the must win thing doesn't really move me much. But if it, one team is clearly resting starters and the other team is out of the playoffs, Pretty much the other team should be favored by a lot. And in many cases, they were barely favored, if at all.
1: Yeah, with the uh, without a pod uh, last week, we went four and one, and really five and one because the other team I said because I just what I did is I read the picks you had and saw which ones I agreed with, and I also suggested we take the Saints too. Remember, so um, I think yeah that w- was easy because uh, the, the you you seemed to uh, to agree on on a similar amount So we both went twelve and four. The Jags one kind of moved against us though by the time what that line did or whatever. I guess some motivation and some injuries, but even that one ended up covering
0: easily. And that was a weird one, too. The Colts were laying three and a half in Jacksonville. I think I made the line three or two and a half or something. I was like, I mean, Colts are better. They're not really that good. Jacksonville's bad, but they're not one of the two or three worst teams in the league. So, okay, I'll do it. And then they play the game. And then the line moves up to like six. Why? Neither team, they're both in the same situation. They're both going home. You know, guys like Gardner Minshew, Jacoby Brissett are both playing for their futures why would they be laying that kind of wood on the road? Yeah, I thought they,
1: they sat a couple guys, maybe unexpectedly, but, you yeah, know, turned in our favorite. I like the Giants one. The one we lost wasn't really one that I was debating. I really did like that line. So, anyway, yeah, well, strong finish of the year, so solid overall. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, the Giants one was kind of crap. They were, they were tied, and the Eagles kicked a field goal. I think it was the start of the fourth quarter, and Danny Dimes just bobbles a snap, and instead of falling on it, tries to pick it up and gets it stripped in return for a touchdown. That's basically what ended that one. So that was, it was really the most annoying announcers I've ever heard. I can't remember who the, I don't know what the guys' names are, but they're truly terrible. You know, that like 12 minute kissing Eli's ass for no reason segment that they always do. But beyond that, they were like praising the Eagles. They're like, what a great the Eagles defense is so good. And this, I'm like, dude, they recovered a botched snap for a touchdown. It's not a skill move. It's just he just fumbled it and he couldn't get a hold of it, and defender picked it up and ran for a touchdown. That's not skill. It was incredibly annoying. Like the stuff they were saying, it was so bad. I wrote about it in my observations. But I read the, your rant on that, and which motivated me to Google who the announcers
1: were, and um, I'm pretty sure it was Tom Brenneman, who I whom I actually do consider the worst. So I, I'm with you here. He's I think he's terrible. He has a Tom really good. Brenneman voice, but I want you to ask Erickson about him because he's, they're Cincinnati people. You know, his dad's Marty Brenneman oh, been with the Reds forever. So, uh, he does have an announcer's voice and so we'll give him that, but man, he's awful. So I'm with you on that. He's literally, he, I would consider the worst. So it's funny when his name popped up when I, when I
0: Googled it, not knowing who you're talking about. Yeah. It's funny. Cause the the legacy guys are the worst. Like Joe Buck is pretty bad. He's not as bad as Brenneman, not even close, but you know, his father, Jack Buck was the famous announcer. And these guys are just this is nepotism. These nepotism hires are not good. This That's guy ridiculous. is so yeah. bad. That, this is an actual quote. They were talking about Eli. He's like, of all the pieces that I've been reading about Eli, the one word that came up continually, and it's a beautiful word. I wrote it down because I actually like wrote it on Twitter while he was saying it, is humility. And he thought that was like a deep statement, like, and it's an amazing word or it's a beautiful word. It's like, dude, just shut the fuck up. It's like after school special level of sophistication And, you know, he's trying to be deep or something. It's terrible. So you compare it to like an Al Michaels, somebody who's just naturally paying attention and has something interesting to say about a game versus someone like that. It's just, it's just night and day.
1: Yeah. No, and as soon as I Googled that, I just was shaking my head.
0: I'm sure
1: he did something infuriating. No question. The whole Um,
0: time was infuriating. Yeah. It's Um, just like an insult to your intelligence. So many, so many broadcasters, it's just simply an insult to your intelligence. Like th- there's, they, there's no way a person could directly insult you any worse than watching the broadcast as implicitly insulting your intelligence. And if the game's not going your way or against the spread or it's your team or whatever the, whatever the reason, it's just it's hard to take. It's really hard to take. The other guy who kind of insults your intelligence, he's not bad at his job because it is a lowest common denominator type of job, but Scott Hansen. you ever see him on the uh, Red Zone channel? No, because I'm, I'm satellite. So I get Andrew Sicilian. Wow. Yeah. I've heard, heard of him, bad. but I've
1: never, ever seen Hanson. So I've I don't know. Is he, he's, he's you know, okay. Like
0: he's not, I think he's probably good at his job. I mean, it's a shit job. I mean, it's a good job. It pays money to watch football, but like he's got to go over, sit there for six hours and like go over each touchdown and be so enthused about everything. But that shit gets old after a while. Listening to that guy enthused about the same touchdown for the eighth time, the same amazing play. It's like, dude, just shut up. That's got to be,
1: yeah, you got to probably, uh, that's a tough line to be the red zone guy and not be overly enthused. I, I could see
0: that being It's that. a terrible job, but you know, it's part of it's like <laughs> producers are on his, you know, in his ear, like, okay, we got to play the highlights, amazing. play the hits, yeah. play them again. Oh, they are, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so it so was a good week, finish, though. overall.
1: Nice, yeah, yeah good week and, and strong finish. I, um, Dude, I ended up there with this Fantasy Pros betting accuracy competition. I finished ninth out of 158. There were people like Colin Cowherd in it, 58%. So with the winning percentage against spread. So solid year there. I just wish that I had turned that into some money, uh, actually. So I didn't – not quite as, as good that one. Speaking of which, Liz, you want to go over our bets for the year?
0: Yeah, our bets. Oh, yeah, I know I owe you for the Texans Colts. That was looking good on two to one for a while, but it did not get there.
1: What yeah, I, I, um, sadly, I think we just broke even. So you owe me 50 for that. Um, and this one was Godwin against Adam Thielen PPR, but you had, you knew nutless monkey came up with a minimum 13 games, even though I clearly want to mean uh, a point. should uh, win.
0: Uh, I should buy some game drinks and buy. or a steak for that or something at least. Yeah. Cause that was such a long shot bet. You too, were so, if you think co- about you were so obviously correct about that. Even if Thielen had, you know, I like that Thielen, for me, though, sat out those extra games when they thought he was coming back. I like that he realizes right. how, to, and how Godwin, to handle it. And
1: Godwin's ADP was much lower, too. I mean, it seems okay now or whatever, but at the time, I mean, he really, it was kind of a stretch for me to say that. The other one, $100, if any, if either of these tight ends or top 10, Greg Olson or
0: Gerald Everett, that was uh, neither, right? Well, you might have got it. I mean, Higby went crazy at the end, and had ever yeah, been right. healthy, that might have been him. Yeah, Totally. Um, then you said the
1: Texans won and then, um, but I hear through, I think you win your money back, uh, bet giants, bottom 10 points per game offense. They were a uh, 0.4 points away from that, but they finished like 13th or whatever. Nice. Of course. So, so that was 50. So broke even. And then for those keeping a uh, track and unless, unless we did a staff picks bet, if we did, everyone did that, then you owe me 50 for whatever you no, did. For I, don't think we did so. that, I think it was wow, just for the winner. We did do that. Yeah, that's horrible. Um, okay. And then um, so it's the possible. Two, two, two I'm not saying it's impossible. Check emails. Yeah, I didn't write it down. So it's fine. Yeah. Even Steven, like Jerry Seinfeld. But the two outstanding bets we have, uh, Bryce Harper versus Mike Trout, career. Me, Harper. I'm a big underdog here. Uh,
0: oh, you're for you're toast. You better and hope another, Harper goes crazy and makes the Hall of Fame because Trout's already in. You, right, you're If that. if Harper retires like from some random injury tomorrow, you just got to pay. Oh yes, definitely. I would do that.
1: Um, And then the other one, though, the other hundred, same hundred, is LeBron over three and a half times. I I just need him to take home one more championship to even that out too. So, um, pretty funny stuff. I just wanted to go through that, and it's all uh, like I said, as of now, even. We we do have uh,
0: another bet though. Two other bets. A death. Hundred dollars. Whose daughter kills fewer people? They're both at zero, to my knowledge. I mean, you got to be honest. Report honestly. Or as you know, yeah, yeah. And then uh, who lives longer, you or me? So yeah, we're yeah. both still alive. That hasn't that doesn't pay out yet. So what if the daughter kills one of us? That would be like a, a double whammy. That right? If your daughter kills you, <laughs> then your estate to be two hundred. My estate to be 200. <laughs> 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 oh man, I better tell her that. I'll, I'll order that.
1: Oh, uh, it's funny. Um, so what we had a we had a playoff draft on live on XM today. Uh, not my whatever to go
0: over that, but that's fun. Those are always fun. Uh, any thoughts, takeaways from that? Yeah. You're always fielding a team you don't like. It's just, there's no way to do it right. Like it, you get, you pick who you pick and then it doesn't quite come back to you. And then you just make it up. Like nobody's happy really with their team in the end because it's just, you know, you end up just backing whatever teams you happen to land on. And then you have to keep drafting players from those teams.
1: Yeah, I'm in the middle of two other drafts with the Yahoo guys and then my home league guys. And then this one's all blurring together because, you know, same exact format, six teams and all the players are condensed. So it's all jumbling together. But in this one, I was happy to take the sixth pick and load up with Jimmy G and Kittle. We have to talk about that Sunday night game. Pretty crazy, man. Right. I mean, I lost some years of off my life. I mean, just what a wild ending. Yeah,
0: I was lucky to watch it in the 40 minutes. So I was very entertaining and i couldn't believe it because i had the niners minus three and a half i thought maybe they'd take a safety on that last play yeah. and, and yeah. you know screw me no, it was maybe minus nine whole three. seconds left is a thing if there, if there was like two seconds we, yeah we, we they would, we would definitely take a safety right. Right? Yeah, yeah yeah you just run out of the back corner of the end zone even like four seconds but nine you don't really want to have to punt it from inside you know from there yeah they're so, messing around there with their backup center by the way too i mean that's yeah that was dangerous yeah it was kind of crazy i might have taken the safety if i'm shanahan because you you, put, you get a free kick kick it out of bounds and you know i guess they might have still had a hail mary or something so but i think the kick would i think between like the safety and the kick you might have been able to get rid of the whole clock yeah no it's possible it was definitely questionable what to do there i wasn't sold on you know one way or the other but i was glad for spread purposes they didn't do it and for then sure. uh so i'm doing an nffc playoff contest have, Do you do any of those
1: no, I mean I do the Swamp League with with l and Selvino, but um, maybe I should sign up for this other one. Explain the rules to me. It's I've heard we talk about it on XM, but it's been kind of in the background, you know. So explain it to me.
0: It's funny, like Greg caught me a free one because we were talking about it on the show. But then I started thinking about it so much, I had to get another one. It's kind of like yeah, when you have a DFS lineup you like, and then you start to like think, "Ooh, but what about this stack?" And you have to like put in a. And you can't change the
1: because then what if that one would have won the whole tournament? You know, you can't change well, no.
0: off one you're set on. Yourself. That's why you got to add one, right? You can't right, dare right. get rid of anything yeah. you've thought of. It's like, oh no, totally. no I can't. If that's the one, I'll, I'll never live with myself. So I just add another and add another. These are two hundred bucks a pop, so I just added one and I got one for free. But the Niners game made me think of it because the Niners basically dominated, controlled the whole game. But then Russell Wilson just, like, flicks his wrist three times and the game's, like, down to the wire. And that's the danger of the Seahawks is they're not that good. But Russell Wilson is so good that once he solves you, you're, you're in big trouble, and he's going to have to score quickly. And those receivers are finally good. You know, Lockett and Metcalf, those guys are good. So it's a really dangerous team. And so I thought, so the first uh, NFFC, the way it works is... You pick a player from each team, 12 players, and in round two, even if it's a bye, it doesn't matter, um, in round two, those players' points are doubled. You know, it's NFFC scoring. And in the championship game, they're tripled, and in the Super Bowl, they're quadrupled. And so the idea is to pick QBs from the outset, even if they're on buy, that will be getting four X points in the Super Bowl, right? You want You want to be able to correctly pick the Super Bowl QBs. You don't want to pick the kicker from the team. you know. I have like the Eagles kicker going because that's a team I don't think is going to go very far. If they were to make the Super Bowl, my kicker would be getting 4X, and that's not really what you want. So most people, they'll pick an AFC and an NFC QB and hope those guys meet in the Super Bowl and are getting 4X and you get both QBs and you're collecting a ton of points. But my first lineup, I decided that I was going to take uh, Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes as my two QBs and then take kittle and camara i could have taken michael thomas but i thought camara would be less owned and also less correlated with drew Brees, who other people have so i took kittle and camara in the nfc so i figure i have a very good chance of getting 4x with one of the two best players in football right now two best fantasy players in football at the qb position or just raw points which is all that matters and then uh in the nfc I'm definitely not going to get the QB, but Camara could get like eight catches and two rushing touchdowns and outscore breeze at four X anyway. So, or Kittle could get like, you know, 12 catches for 120 yards and a touchdown and get 30 and basically, you know, score close to what Jimmy G scores. So either way, totally,
1: yeah. Kittle with one target there in the tight end, the way it is. I guess Kelsey and Andrew, yeah, Andrew. I guess tight end. Yeah, even Cook. Well, there's yeah, no tight, tight end. end. It's, just end. Oh, so, so it's just
0: receiver slash tight end. Oh, so
1: just receiver. So no benefit of that. Okay, all right. Okay, that doesn't right. benefit at all. Okay,
0: all right. Okay, but all right. you know, I mean, Kittle's obviously the best skill player on the Niners, and Kamara or Tom. I mean, Thomas has been such a beast, but I just think like, you oh, yeah, you're not PPR too, right? Obviously, right? Yeah. If but you know, whoever's going to have Breeze is going to then take Thomas in round two. Um, and get three X for Thomas. I can still take Thomas around. You start to get two guys from a team and you can start oh, to like,
1: okay. Okay. because
0: it's 12 teams and there's only eight teams left in round two. So you you double up on four teams, right. but I probably double up on the chiefs and the Ravens because I don't want to, if, you know, there's no point in getting Michael Thomas because someone's got breeze already and that's a losing, you know, if those guys go crazy in the Super Bowl, I'm not going to win. So I'll probably look elsewhere. I'll get like Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey or somebody else, Damian Williams, whoever. So if the Chiefs get there, then I'll I'll get points. Anyway, it's a, it's a cool contest. And uh, so I, I had this one. I thought, oh, no one's going to do that. No one's going to go Mahomes and Jackson because they're in the same conference. But I was like, you, you guaranteed the best quarterback almost. Like guaranteed. I mean, who knows? Brady can make it. But you have a really good chance to get one of the best. And then the other side, maybe you can no one's going to have it and you might be able to get Kittle or Camara at four X and it may be just as good. Remember James white that year with the Patriots. It's like, it could be, you know, it may be better to do it that way. And then, but then I just started thinking and I was like, man, Russell Wilson on that Niners game, he almost beat them again. Mm -hmm. And if they beat the Eagles and they're favored to do so, they go to San Francisco, they can win that game. And then I actually think the saints Rufus Peabody was on the other day and he said he'd make the saints a five point favorite in Green Bay, but you know, it's still like a 35% chance for the Packers to win. And if it's freezing out, if Green Bay is hosting Seattle, I think Seattle can beat them too. And if Russell Wilson's in the Super Bowl against Mahomes, so I have Wilson and Mahomes as my two QBs in the second one. I had to pay for one because I just couldn't get out of yeah. my head that Russell Wilson's one of the greatest players of all time. Like, how can you bet against that guy going on a run against any teams? Totally. I have money sitting in there, the account from baseball
1: or whatever. Um, so I should do one if it's not too late uh, before. I'm sure it's up to Saturday, right? So I'm, I'm going to check that out. That definitely sounds sounds fun and definitely concerned to have to, have to face C, the Seahawks right away. I mean, they already did win in San Francisco. There was no Kittle and Sanders and whatnot, but you're right. I mean, you could win all the... The metrics is great. We're gonna talk about later, but it's perfect that Seattle's facing this, the Eagles because they're absolutely diametrically opposites as far as like uh, the the advanced stats love the Eagles and they hate the, the the Seahawks, and you know the difference is obviously
0: Russell Wilson. You and I got a big argument about this game. <laughs> you were citing like the DVOA and everything. The Seahawks won easily. It was in Philly. I was like, they should be favored. By at least they were underdogs yeah, the first uh, time and yeah, now they're you still don't yeah. concede you secretly you secretly think it was just like fumble luck or something but yeah you well know, here i I'm am on
1: the seahawks too i'm on the seahawks on my on these drafts we're yeah. on we're in and well, i'm in and uh pick them too so yeah
0: well the other thing about it though is the seahawks are a little banged up they lost their running backs but they have Clowney back they have shields or griffin back too Eagles are super. No, no, I'm saying too. the Seahawks are a little banged up, but the, right. the Eagles are just decimated. They just lost the Pro Bowl guard for the year, Brandon Brooks. Yeah, yeah. Like, yep. okay, Pro Bowl guard, that guy's out. Okay, Earths may not play. Miles Sanders may not play. They already like lost all their receivers. All the receivers. Lane Johnson, right? Lane Lane Johnson. I don't know if yeah, he's playing. I think I he is. Yeah. I don't know. I have yeah. to look at that. But they're they're in. I don't know, though. I mean, last year, they were, nobody thought anything of them, and they went into uh, Chicago, beat the Bears. Then they were, like, driving in New Orleans, and Jeffrey dropped that fourth down. play. Yeah, I know, and, I know. I mean, they, they could have beat the Saints, and the Saints should have beat the Rams and gone to the Super Bowl. So the Eagles, and then two years ago, nobody gave them any credit, and they blew out the Vikings and then beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So I, don't, I, just, don't think, I just think it's too, it's too tough. They've had too many problems, and I, I think Seattle's the wrong team for them. Landon Johnson was an old
1: uh, linebacker Um, I don't believe uh, I I agree with you and I do think they're dangerous And the the coaching and all that but uh, we'll point out I don't believe Carson Wentz has a playoff win In his career but I'm with you on the Seahawks here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm backing them big time. So we'll, we'll, now now we'll see. And, and, and the the O-line defensive line, maybe there'll be an advantage like Philly. But uh, I'm with you. I, I doubt it. I think, And I think Wilson could go deep. So I'm with you on, on using him in your lineups there. Um, want to get to the games list? Uh, you, you had you, We had to push this pod back because of your hangover you want to talk about? Uh, New Year's? Oh, anything? Dude. We haven't talked for a couple weeks of the pod.
0: Yeah, there's lots of stuff. I don't want to go too long because I'm too lazy to edit all day uh, tomorrow. But, yeah, we had a party here on New Year's Eve. I made this beef stew. It was kind of a hit. People are like, asking me for the recipe for it. Um, of course. What ends up happening is people come over, and everyone stands around the kitchen eating hors d'oeuvres, in the dining room kitchen, and drinking champagne, drinking wine. And I'm with them, and I drink really fast, so I had probably like eight glasses of wine, whatever. I mean, they're not big. And then maybe a little while later, I the dudes start getting a little drunk, and then I bring like the four dudes... To the office slash den, and I start pouring them some uh, martinis and and gin drinks, gin and uh, Campari and soda and stuff lemon in it. And I drink those fast too. They drink them slow, but a couple of them got sent over the edge from those things and had to go home. at Like two, I think they had to vomit or close to it. I just keep drinking them, and so by the end, like I've just I'm just absolutely out of my mind. It's, it's the they just go down easy and it's just so much faster than drinking beer or wine. And I remember I was smoking a cigar. One dude wanted to hang out and send his family home. And and he and I were like smoking cigars on the balcony at like four or something in the morning. Uh, and he finally left. And luckily the beef stew, like it was the difference between going to the hospital and just feeling extremely hungover. And, uh, so I was just hungover all day yesterday and, you know, I was able to go to lunch with everybody, with my family. And, then some friends came over, and I was just like, I wrote the two columns that I wrote in bed with my laptop. I just couldn't. I said to the guys, I said, "Listen, I got to lie down and write these columns." So, and I texted you a little before that on the walk home from lunch, like, "Dude, I can't. I don't think I can deal with this podcast tonight." I mean, I could have, but it was it was tough. So, and I've even you know, on I heard today.
1: I, that's. I was just gonna say there, I'm like, You got me get up early earlier than uh, to get on for for this draft, and I heard you on the XM show saying that it's a hang, two day hangover. You reached that days. stage of life. Yeah, yeah it, was, uh, yeah. it was 4
0: p.m. The show starts for me. And it was 4 p.m. Two days later, and I'm still like, ugh. I went to the gym, though. <laughs> so here, here's another interesting fact. That's good. Oh. So I was fasting a lot and working out a lot this fall. And at my nadir, okay. I was 171, 170 and a half. But that was like two, day fa- two and a half day fasted and working out. And so I was toggling between like 171 and 177-ish. You know, So that was my normal weight. I got on the scale today... After not having worked out for a couple of weeks and going to London, and like, I must have drank 150 glasses of wine. I don't know. It was just everywhere we went, it was like more and more. One eighty six and a half. and a half. So from my nadir three weeks ago and really two weeks ago till now, I mean, again, that was like, you, you drop like five pounds if you haven't eaten in a couple of days. So that's not really, you know, I really gained 10 pounds. But from my nadir yeah. till now, I gained 15 pounds. Oh, sorry. sorry
1: I, I, ran into my buddy or I saw hung out with my old high school buddy. Who's a runner. I said, I was going to ask, and he was not quite as harsh as Andy Barron's was, but he was pretty skeptical of that being the five minute mile. And now if I add in the 15 pounds added, no. uh, that, uh, that, that,
0: seems, uh, that, might be a hurdle be, there, an extra
1: hurdle. No.
0: I, that'll be gone quickly. That'll be easily shed. Cause you know, I fast and I go to the gym and stuff. So you
1: are just... still confident in that you are, you're, you're you think you can well, do
0: it you're, you know, you're, no, okay, you're, so you're, so you're I just sure
1: do all that for a $20 bet.
0: <laughs> It's not for the $25 bet, and I'm getting 2 oh, to one My but, And also, that's just five forty-five. It's just an accomplishment if you can run a five-minute mile at this age. I no, mean, it's it a serious be, accomplishment. Sure. And it's a test. Any age, man. Any age. Any age. Yeah, both runners have basically said
1: that they couldn't do it, Andy and, and Mike. Okay, Chisholm, so both. I was so. hanging out
0: with this dude in London, and he was like, no way, man. And he said he could run a five-minute mile, but he just ran a 100K race, this dude. And uh, he said he damaged his knees. He said he's never been injured doing any sport. He's like 39 until he ran 100K. And his knee is not really right. But he was like, like, I could do it probably. He was like, you? No. He's like, no. He's like, I train like a maniac, man. You're saying you don't even run? No. He's like, no. But other people think I could. I don't know if I can do five. I think I could win the bet 545. My buddy was like, I think you do 530 if you really push it. My really only concern is the ankle surgery. It wasn't just like I had ankle surgery, I had microfracture surgery. So literally where I should have cartilage on my ankle, there's just like scar tissue that's been scratched and like healed and put some sort of pad there where there was no pad, where it was bone on bone. And so even just doing the treadmill work for like a couple of days, my ankle was sore to the point where like, I was it was hurt to walk for like a week and a half. And that's finally just gone away now. That was like 10, 10 days to two weeks ago so that's my biggest concern but i ordered some nice running shoes with padding i was using these shit old running shoes and i'm just gonna do it on the track i don't even really like the treadmill so i my biggest thing is can my ankle hold up long enough for me to get in this kind of shape that we need to get into
1: yeah, so my friend ran fifty five miles in a day once. So I'm looking up what a hundred k is, and uh, yeah, same thing. that's it's pretty, like 60. pretty legit. It looks like, yeah, 62 like sixty two miles. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty okay. That even yeah, that that trumps mine. All right, nice. Yeah, so I, I'm rooting for you though, Liz, and I want you to. But yeah, the the, the ankle thing, I know that I give you a hard time and all, but I, I you've had that problem issue since I've known you. So I
0: mean, it, right. it's well, not no, I had different. surgery and it like really yeah. is better. Like, I can play tennis. I can sprint. I can. You know, I can't really play basketball, but I can like, you know, everything's fine. Everything's normal. In my life. I walk long distances, totally fine, but you're really not supposed to be training for some sort of five minute mile on it. You know, the, the doctor was yeah. like, why don't you try biking and swimming? Those are good sports for you. You know, he was sort of like, right. <laughs> like yeah. we fixed this, but don't fuck with it because you know, it's not as strong as like regular cartilage. But I started researching and this is, you know, I had the surgery 10 years ago, 11 years ago. There's like better stuff now. So if I were to destroy it again, it would probably be fixed better this time because there's like right. new techniques now that didn't exist back then.
1: Well, there you go. Even incentive then
0: might, I don't want to destroy a lot of surgery. It. It's hell, you know, <laughs> and being in a cast and crutches and all that, but at least like the fix would be more certain and probably better. Right. Totally. No amputation. Um, yeah. all right. Good stuff. Um, well, good
1: to hear that you're old. Um, I barely made it to midnight. I'm old too. Um, but yeah, nothing, uh, Glad you have a good holidays you a couple weeks we will go by anything anything else before we get to the
0: games so it was cool we went to london which is great and it's just london christmas is so nice even though that place is a police state um it was just very chill and our friends whose beautiful house we stayed at they went away for the day on christmas day so we like had this amazing house to ourselves we were like cooking and doing stuff
1: Oh, did you spend some money? Is that the that was that? Not that much, not
0: that much. Though I did buy a seventy-two pound hat that Heather found on sale the next day for forty-two pounds uh, because they lost our luggage. They uh, the they didn't lose it. They they canceled our flight after we checked the luggage. I mean, it's so ridiculous. So then they're like putting on a flight the next day, but we were only there a few days, so like it wasn't even worth it almost. And then that flight ended up getting canceled. But Heather somehow talked us onto a flight that was leaving that was supposedly no room on it. We get in and then there's so much room. So I don't even know what the hell is going on with TAP. We were talking to this London couple that was totally stranded for Christmas, couldn't get home. You know, they were like beside themselves. They were put on that other flight that was later canceled anyway. If not for Heather talking us onto this plane, but without our luggage, which I was like, oh no, we have no luggage. We wouldn't have got there. We would have just turned, it wouldn't be worth going there for two days. So we got on, got to London. They said our luggage would be there the next day. They ended up giving it to us the day before we left super annoying and it was funny because i was wearing this like um checkered blue jacket and this sort of plaidish shirt said so to heather i was like this look all right right now this can i wear this combo she's like eh, don't worry just it's just the plane who cares what you look like on the plane and of course that was my uniform for like three days so you know, <laughs> it wasn't right. bad but it was sort of like you know little did we you sealed know that,
1: your fate that you guys sealed yeah. your fate with that comment there exactly
0: no, that was it. So they ended up giving us our, our, our bags, but then on the way back, I had to check this bag. You know, It was free. Oh, and they emailed us the night before saying, oh, the flight's kind of empty. It's free check. It's free check bags." So I said, oh, I'll check the bag. I wrote that whole column about you got to check your bags. So I packed more stuff, coats and stuff. I put some of Heather and Sasha stuff in there. On the way back, though, I had to check the bag again. I didn't really think that through. And then I had to pay to check my bag. And I'm like we need to get this money back because why would I pay to check a bag if I couldn't use the contents of the bag? Cause my luggage arrived on day three at no, four or day four sure. at five. Yeah. Why would I pay? That's... The only reason you ever check a bag is cause it's too big to carry on. The only reason you bring a bag was bigger than a carry on because you wanted to make use of more stuff that was in the bag. But if the bag oh, never arrived, so that you can't make use money, of it. Obviously so. you shouldn't have to pay.
1: They should be offering you a refund on the way back or something. I mean, that's a huge inconvenience.
0: Yeah, well, we went to the desk and it was like, oh, I'm just subbing in for half an hour, but the main woman's coming back. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm not standing around here for half an hour at the, before we even get through security or anything to wait for some, you know, it's just so annoying and they're just so bad. Tap is like the worst customer service. We're going to, Heather's going to try the usual methods of re- redress. And if it doesn't work out, I might have to go to Twitter a la Orbis. Uh, go our health tap doesn't really care because they're part government owned like it's like a monopoly but i'm gonna go to town if that shit doesn't work out oh yeah that is frustrating i want to see you get enraged so i'm rooting for it what, what about <laughs> um, you how was your christmas
1: my uh, my Christmas was fine. My uh, my grandpa ended up actually dying on Christmas Eve, but we had talked about it. My um, my nana had just died like a week before, a couple of weeks before. He was 97, so was expected. But uh, that so that was sad though. Couldn't be too super happy during christmas times um he was a big 49ers fan it's why you know he had great seats back in candlestick um so that was cool to see see them win and get the one seed but uh nothing uh nothing than that um just uh yeah nothing just didn't really do much traveling or anything um yeah i want to get to the to the wild card games man it's like somebody something's happening tragically in your family like once a month yeah, it's been a rough couple of years for me actually. Uh, with that and that's, yeah, I know. I mean, hopefully he's 97. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. That
0: was my last grandparent too. So, yeah. yeah. So sucks for my mom. Yeah. but I was uh, my last grandparent in 1984. So just make you feel better.
1: There you go. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is different. But I know I like, um, looking at one of the grandkids around here who has like a great, great grandpa. And I'm like, that's just, that's just crazy. Two greats. But,
0: um, um, yeah. You, you really, really got to start having babies at like 15 or 16 to achieve yeah. that. You know, that's really the, the way to get uh, yeah. more Great. Sure. onto the uh, older generations lifespan. Did that. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, here's to yeah, less
1: deaths uh, in the 2020s, uh, this decade. What um, wildcard weekend list? I actually switched this one bills plus two and a half at Texans. I think it's the only one we have different. I think, I think the difference was when it, the line dropped from three to two and a half. I've, and also I faded the bills all year. I said, might as well do it one more time, but this was the one I by far felt the least
0: strong about. I kind of agree. I made it a pick'em at three. I really liked Buffalo at two and a half. It's kind of like, that's sort of like a pick'em. And the Texans are a little bit of a sleeper. If JJ Watt is even, I don't think he gets this full snap compliment, but He could be a difference maker, and Deshaun Watson's really good. He's way better than Josh Allen, so that's like a huge advantage. The Bills' pass defense is way better than the Texans' pass defense, so the Bills kind of defend the Texans where they're strong. And Josh Allen makes plays, and the Bills, they showed me something the last month. It's the way they played the Patriots, the way they played the Ravens. I think they're pretty good. I don't know. I think this is probably about the right line it would seem like a long shot, but who knows? Maybe
1: JJ Watt does make an impact and he does return. So that's, that's an interesting unexpected wrinkle too. But again, this is a total coin toss for me. Titans plus five uh, at Patriots I ended up drafting a ton of Patriots in our XM draft, but that was just how once once a couple fell to me later than expected, I just went all in. I like the, the the Titans plus five here, and I'll even throw a little on the money line. This is actually one of those games though that I'll be like afterward. Of course the Patriots got their shit together and in prime time uh, blew them out. Or I can tell myself, you know, why didn't I go bigger on the money line? Of course the Patriots right. were done. So so really, you, you
0: tell me, Liz, what what do you think? It just depends if Belichick gets the plays or not. Yeah. I'm, I'm not honestly, well. I'm so, I, I mean, I am just, I can't get that out of my head. And the Astros were cheating. And I was like, we're, Jeff and I were talking baseball. And we're like, how many home runs? You know, Bregman hits 41 mm-hmm. home runs. I was like, yeah, but uh, is, does he know the, which pitch is coming or not next year? <laughs> you know, like all this stuff, it's, it's so mm-hmm. huge. And we, yeah, it just seems like. Against the Dolphins, they didn't really know the plays. And Flores you know, gave some fakes. I made a joke on Twitter saying that he gave some fake signs for them to steal during the week. I would definitely like have some fake stuff going on if I'm the you know, opposing team playing the Patriots and give them like the fake signs, sort of like trading places when they give those guys the fake uh, numbers in advance, trading. the insider trading numbers. Yeah, I, I, same way as you. I mean, the Patriots win like 31 to 13 all of a sudden everyone's gonna be like, uh-oh, the Chiefs, this is not a good draw for the Chiefs, this is not good, this is dangerous. And or the Titans could just crush them. Derrick Henry could just steamroll them. And you'd be like, Yeah, I mean, that Patriots team couldn't even beat the Dolphins at home to get a bye. I mean, it was a they were on the ropes. So I just don't know, man. I just don't know. I it's a really I wanna watch the game because it's it's interesting. Interesting to see how it'll play out. I just hope it's not like referee bullshit or fumble bullshit. I just want it to be definitely uh, settled on the merits, you know, and that's all we can ask. And it's so rarely is I I like blowout sometimes because it's like, yeah, this was a bad call, but it didn't really, you know, you can't really say that really mattered. That's sort of just a blowout because every close game is bullshit. Basically every close game is arbitrary. Just give me a blowout one way or the other. Weirdly,
1: that fits to Parker duo. That Dolphins team was really good at the end of the year. I mean, they beat like a desperate Eagles team, too, down the stretch. Parker just basically eliminated Gilmore's Defensive Player of the Year candidacy. Um, and I want to say Flores is a good coach, but why did he also give up on Kenyon Drake? That'd be an interesting, uh, interesting uh, couple pieces there with Parker and Drake. But um, a couple of things. Wait, let me just say this.
0: But. The Dolphins at one time had Jarvis Landry, Devontae Parker, Kenny Stills, Kenyon Drake, Jay Ajayi, Damian Williams, and Ryan Tannehill. All those guys. Them, and that team actually went 10-6. and six. That team went 10-6 and six under Adam Gaze. <laughs> and basically, I think they had way. Richie Incognito, too, on that team. Yeah, he, he had a great year, too. Um. Yeah.
1: Wow. Not 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 properly ran organization there. Tennessee, I guess, is really bad at special teams for what it's worth. And and in all seriousness, about the New England stuff, you see the reports are like there's no link found between the football operations and the video crew, and there's going to be like a minimal uh you know penalty. Like what? That's right. what they're well, reporting right now.
0: You know, I mean, somebody pointed this out on Twitter. I don't know who it was. I can't remember. I should give him credit. It was Ted Bell. I don't want to give Ted Bell credit, but it might have been him. I don't think it was actually, but somebody said, you know, when Al Capone orders a hit, he doesn't say go kill that guy. He says that guy's really causing a lot of problems. There's no link. You know, there's no. Right. It's like of course, um, yeah. There's yeah. code, you know. Like just get us. There's way. There's not going to be like emails and I stuff. I heard you paint houses. texts. Yeah, I heard you paint houses. Yeah, exactly. I heard you paint houses. Exactly. It is what it is. Just tell them it is what it is. <laughs> but but the, thing, the thing about it, too, is like there was a time, like maybe seven years ago, five years ago, like that, 2010 to 2014, where people got busted like smoking gun emails and texts. And now like you just know not to send an email or a text with anything that is incri- too incriminating. I'm even worried about sending some jokes to you, man, that I used to send you. I mean that's signal. gonna when I run for president, that's gonna be a big problem.
1: Yeah, I know I I gotta download signal um yeah you know, just to communicate with you for uh, yeah. People say yeah, what, I don't, I
0: don't wanna I don't wanna text anymore. I, I just you can't write stuff down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, all right. So the next, what Sunday, uh,
1: Sunday morning, I made this one, my best bet, uh, saints minus seven and a half at home against the Vikings. I laid the wood here. Um, yeah, I'm one of the better three seeds. Um, I get a lot of people are talking about, um, you know, it's it's so beneficial to be one of the top seeds. They always make it every year. While that's true. It's also because those are typically the best teams. have the So it's, yes, it is harder. And it really helps like the Niners get healthy and all that stuff. Um, gotta love the way it's set up for them, too. The first Saturday, and then the NFC teams play late Sunday, and then they're, they're set up for the first game Saturday. But um, the Saints are really good. I mean, they're arguably the best team in the NFL. Cousins went from 9.3 YPA first half to 7.0 second half with the worst sack rate. So I expect a blowout here. What do you think of this?
0: Yeah, that's sort of what I'm thinking. Cousins is not he's – a, he's a bully. He beats up on the bad secondaries, and he just doesn't have the improvisational skills to handle the Saints – Defense, I don't think. I mean, they could use a healthy feeling I don't know if he's totally healthy. Dalvin Cook, we'll see how healthy he is. He's kind of a big factor with screen passes and slowing down the rush. But I think the Saints will probably kill him. I think Cousins is just—he's not good in this kind of situation. And that YPA split is just a schedule thing. You know, they got the Eagles early when the Eagles had no secondary at all. They got the Giants when their secondary was a lot worse than it was toward the end of the year. They just beat up on—he just beat up on some weak secondaries and padded his numbers and i'm laying that's my best bet too. the saints okay
1: nice um uh, speaking of injuries though what about edelman i swear we talked about on this pod like how bad they'd be in trouble if he got hurt it was under reported but he's like really been dealing with this injury that's limited him and maybe says he's feeling better now but i think that's been part of the problem with them too i've been avoiding them in the in the playoff draft leagues all right the final one should be a good game seahawks minus one and a half at eagles uh yeah we already said we both taking the, the seahawks here and it's uh you know the seahawks had a uh negative point differential on the season at halftime in sunday night football but with that said i just simply cannot argue with you that that russell wilson and them are just so so dangerous
0: he's just such a great player and he's got weapons now and Clowney's back healthy i think he can make a play Wentz looked really good against the Giants. The Giants defense is pretty bad, but Wentz made some amazing plays. But they got no receivers. They may better. not even have Ertz. Yeah. They may not have Miles Sanders. Their their offense may be centered around Dallas Goddard and Boston Scott and Greg Ward. I mean, that's just, that's tough. And their secondary is still bad. I think Russell Wilson's going to light them up. So, um, and it's also a late game. If this were like an early body clock game, I might feel a little different, but this is not going to. I mean, obviously, if to travel a long way. Rufus said he doesn't care about the. I think he cares a little about the early late, but the distance is still a significant thing. But I feel better that it's at four forty Eastern.
1: Yeah. All right. So we're similar. In the, we're the same in the final three. No. Uh, it's kind of sad and depressing. No uh, games
0: to put in the super contests, though. So that that sucks. So another year or less. No. No money. Yeah. No cash. No money. Yeah, sure. we we're over five hundred. I mean, given how badly we started, I think that's not bad. I was over five hundred for the year against the spread. You had a pretty decent year. I don't know. I think we you know we would keep keep at it you know i feel I feel good about the way we finished in the last half of the year. wasn't good. Yeah, but it was yeah. you know it wasn't we didn't embarrass ourselves the way we were in the first half.
1: totally no, I feel a lot better. It is funny that we laid a goose egg under when the lights shone bright bright week fifteen though, but we'll uh carry some momentum. Did we go eight and two the last two weeks after that yeah. disaster? Okay. Had we gone right. five
0: and zero, you know, we might have right. won that fifteen k. Who knows? Yeah. Um, all right. You got anything else on the
1: docket other than I could, I could talk some Niners? I mean, uh, but uh, no, no, no. Nobody cares about that. Nobody <laughs> cares for the Niners. It's. Uh, but just, uh, i just. know. I just want, I might. I might go to their. I just want to let you know. I'm going to go
0: to their game. It's very important yeah. for the listeners to know. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So what, what yeah, else you yeah, got? Man? You got any uh, any politics or anything? I um I uh, over the break, uh Andrew Yang followed me on Twitter. I always brag about uh, Mark Garagos, so um that's my oh, uh, I've been bragging anyone. I've been how many people do you follow any- though? I've been bragging anyone to listen, man. He has like one point two million followers and he o- and he only follows like six thousand people. Really? And he follows yeah, you. So- so what I possible swear, reason we have for swear following you? To you, I swear to you, I was starting to like him, and in on the my ballot thing where you do all your your whatever your beliefs, it comes up. He pops up number one, and I was already starting to come around to him anyway. And then he started following me on Twitter. So like I'm hashtag Yang Gang as far as that goes. And my next question is, I know you hate the odds thing. Are you getting worried about Biden because man, the the odds are just pointing so so, and we're getting closer and closer.
0: No, I mean I. I don't know if he could be nominated. They're going to try, but no, 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 no. I. Okay. I, I don't. He's not going to be the president. There's no chance of that. Oh so yeah, if and if I, nominate him, it'll just it would just simply be to defeat Bernie. I'm at the Democrat part. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. You know. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I think that they'll try to push whatever they push. I just don't believe anything now. The the betting markets, I think, are probably you could probably make money on this because the betting markets. Are following the polling, and I think the polling is just not relevant. Like, you're, first of all, this early still, 80% of people just don't even really pay attention. They might see CNN in the airport or something like that. You know, CNN, MSNBC, they get like 3 million viewers for those shows. It's like nothing. And most people just don't pay that much attention to politics. They're just living their lives. And then, two, when you're polling people, who's answering the phone? I mean, I don't even answer anything that's not a number right. I know. <laughs> so, how are you even going to get polling now? Nobody has a landline. If you have a landline, you're obviously old, and that's a very specific group. And if you don't have a landline, how are you answering your phone? And and even if you had a landline, you, you, the number comes up, and you're not going to answer something you don't know unless you're truly lonely and have too much time on your hands. So I just think the, the polling data is like old people. I think that uh, Biden gets a lot of uh, boost because he was Obama's VP, and Obama my opinion for worse but for better or worse is still very popular his legacy i think is is not great but um but he's still popular among the base and so biden's associated with him he gets people saying oh we like him we like obama it's kind of saying the same thing but i i just don't think anything's reliable i you know look uh, four years ago at this time someone's telling me like oh tulsi can't win why do you even care blah 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 and i said they were saying the same thing about trump at this time four years ago it's like trump come on he's not gonna be the president you know, or, or I think it was it was someone saying that about Yang. Like, come on, Yang's not going to be president. I was like, Donald Trump is going to be president, really, four years ago at this time? Like, this dude who's on The Apprentice is really going to be the president of the United States? Are you kidding me? No way. Well, he is. So, like, we just don't know. And I think, you know, four years ago, we were already getting into this situation where you don't answer your phone. But now, the spam's gotten so much worse in the last couple of years. I, I just think that nobody really knows. I think we're in uncharted territory. And so, like, the betting markets, the polling data... It's all just shit. So I don't want to make a prediction. I just think that I'll just say that, that Yang, all fair. Yang, Tulsi, and Bernie have real support. There's actually people who really agree with their policies, believe in their characters, and think they would do a good job. It's not just that sort of, oh, yeah, I don't really know, but yeah, I've heard of Biden. He's Obama's guy. Yeah, I like Obama. Okay, fine. It's not like some corporate messaging that was spent trillions of dollars to just it's, it's not any of that. It's like they actually have real support. That's why like Kamala Harris is out. Her support was all fake. It was all just corporate like democratic party mm-hmm. trying to position her as a star. It was just sort of that, you know, backstreet boys bullshit. You know, it's like a fake band, you know, it's not like an actual band making real music. It was like a fake creation and that shit just doesn't fly anymore. So I don't think we know, I don't think we know, but I do think that Yang and Tulsi and Bernie have real support and I think it scares the shit out of the Democratic Party. And I've said this before, but their first choice is corporate Democrat, Buttigieg or Biden. And their second choice is Trump. And their third choice is Elizabeth Warren. But I don't think she's going to win. And But I shouldn't say that because I really don't know. I shouldn't say that. She could win. And then their last choice is one of these people with actual support for their policies in their own party because that would get those all the consultants and the think tanks and the warmongers and their clients and the military industrial complex and the banking uh, industry, it would, it would just kill them. It would just destroy their fake businesses that they depend on. So that if if, if, Bernie starts to win, I think he's obviously the guy with the most, the biggest base and like the most, uh, notoriety. If he starts to win, man, you're going to see some really ugly stuff happen in politics, like unbelievably ugly and unbelievably unfair. And they're going to try to make it stick. I don't think it will, but they'll try. Yeah, those are the
1: three most authentic um, candidates, I would say, Tulsi, Bernie and Yang. Did you see uh, Tulsi said impeaching Trump probably makes him likelier to win, which I can't really disagree with. But um, yeah, all that all that makes sense. Listen, I, I agree with you on all fronts. But and when, when you warn of that, what do you have anything specific you're worried about as far as Bernie?
0: I think they'll uh, smear him uh, with, you know, he went to Russia for his honeymoon. They're going to they're going to try that bullshit. And I don't think people are I mean, people are dumb enough to believe Trump is controlled by Putin. People really believe that. So who knows what people could believe? They probably would believe that. So that's, you know, Either that's way, Trump's big. a heavy favorite now. Trump, Trump's heavy. I favorite think Trump too. is. Oh, I think that Bernie or Tulsi or Yang, someone like that could maybe beat Trump because they could speak to the, the populism that's rising in the country and actually take him on there. But I think that their own party is going to do so much to try to destroy them and make sure that doesn't happen, or even get Bloomberg to run as like a third party candidate if they have to, just to like siphon off, uh, independent votes away from them that they're going to do what they can. I don't know if they're, they, they can stop Bernie, but they're going to do anything they possibly can to stop him. And it's, uh, Speaking of doing but, anything they possibly can, did you see that, uh, first off, there, uh, apparently Epstein had a prior suicide attempt before the actual suicide, so they say. No, and that no, tape disappeared that. also. That tape also disappeared. You sent that to me, right? The,
1: oh, that one. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was the first. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, first one disappeared right. also, okay, yes, in jail. Yes, I sent it to you. Yeah,
0: yeah. And then, uh, of apparently, it. in the New York Post, I mean, I don't know how reliable the New York Post is, so I don't want to really vouch for them, but somebody wrote an article saying that Ghislaine Maxwell is being hidden in safe houses in the UK and other places by her like intelligence backers, oh. and she has just too much dirt on too many people. Like the FBI apparently was pretending to look for her or something, but apparently she's well, yeah, being I'm hidden.
1: Very curious where she is. It's, it's, it's highly curious that she yeah you know, she was seen in public like reading a uh,
0: tabloid months ago and then hasn't been seen since. So I don't doubt that apparently she's apparently they're hiding her because she has so much dirt, and that's I, probably you know she saw what happened to Epstein. She probably has like people ready to push send if she, you know, if anything happens yeah, I would to her. Send, and I,
1: would be, I would have protection if I were her. Cause I mean, yeah, I would not, it would be I'd be worried. I mean, it's, yeah, this whole thing's horrible and I, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's insane. But I um, think there's going to ever be more to come out or is this going to fade away? I think that,
0: I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know where the, you know, dividing lines are between who wants it out and who doesn't want it out. But I'm sure a lot of very powerful people don't want it out. The only thing though, is a lot of those powerful people are yesterday's news, right? Like the Clintons had a lot of power, but they're old now. You know, I don't know who else who's, you know, Prince Andrew's kind of a nobody. Like, I don't know who has the, it's kind of amazing that like, we don't know what happened with JFK really, or a lot of things many, many years later when everyone's dead, you think, okay, come on, just tell us what really happened, because, but we don't know, so we may never know. But at the same time, maybe the people who really need that stuff silenced will sort of wane in power, and the people who want it out will, you know, be able to do it, and be able to make it happen.
1: Um, yeah, JFK, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was on a Corolla podcast a couple. Uh, weeks ago, And he was a really interesting guest for sure. He's married to Cheryl Hines from Curb. Um, he was super interesting, but back to circling back. Um, yeah, I'm out on Mayor Pete and I have to give you credit for uh, sniffing sniffing out some uh yeah, some of the phoniness that, that, there, yeah, from the beginning. A long time ago, you did so, uh, yeah, but uh, seriously, Andrew Yang. Um, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm but you can't just vote for him because he falls you on Twitter. I mean, I understand. Yeah. Well, I can, but uh, I've done, I've done worse, but yeah, no, I, 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 I of course not, but I, um, I did have to, I did, you know, had to at least mention that to you, Liz. Come
0: on, no, that's crazy. That is crazy. It's funny as hell. If he's president, I wonder if he'll still follow you.
1: Yeah, I'm one step closer <laughs> to the White House. Come on, I'm one step out. Just that close, close to the White House. So of course, I'm voting. That fun. is just but, so
0: funny. They better yeah. not listen to this podcast. It'll be a scandal if even follows you. Yeah, um, All
1: right, man. Uh, good times. Uh, I don't have too much for you. I'll uh, I'll hit you with like a my favorite TV show list or something next uh, next couple times. But I saw uncut gems over the break. Uh, it was all right. I would not recommend it. There was some horrible parlays. Uh, Garnett's good, and it's Adam Sandler. It's like an edgier seat type entertaining. But there's like parlays with the tip correlated with winning halftime and overall like mike francesco plays this like bookie it's it's awful if you if you know anything about gambling to to Uh, pay attention to the the movie but um uh do you
0: have anything else for us Anything else in your mind i feel like i'm leaving out like 10 important things but just off the top of my head i think we got a full podcast and we'll save them for next week cool man sounds good and uh yeah happy new year all right happy new year man take it easy